All right. It is Wednesday, July 20th at 7.30 p.m. And what better time to talk fantasy football than right now? Am I right, Matt? That's very true. We took a little bit of a break, but we're back and ready to for the upcoming season. Yeah, what, what our faithful listeners might not know uh, is that Matt and I basically just don't talk between episodes. So uh <laughs> have not talked really since June 2nd in our post-draft episode that was very timely released after, um, right after the draft, if I recall correctly. Also, did you know, Matt, um, I guess you don't have access to the analytics probably. You know, guess, guess how many listens we had on that, on that post-draft episode? Post-draft episode? Our most we, I don't know what we normally get. Uh, that's, a, that's a fair point. Uh, not many, let's be, to be honest. Um, we had 17 listens on, on the most recent episode, which was uh, really surprising. Um, so thank you everyone for listening to that. That's like our most since like our like fourth episode or something. So um, yeah, wow. I, I just checked that beforehand. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you to everyone for listening. Basically, uh, Matt and I just just use each other for fantasy football advice, and then the the tons of cash that all our <laughs> listeners bring in. It's a, it's a pure friendship of utility. Uh, thanks, thanks Aristotle for that definition, and then Dr. Hoskins ACS class for teaching me about that. Um, but yeah, I looked at some of the other stuff, and our most listened to episode, unfortunately, was the one with Mr. Russell Graziano as the guest. So we're going to need to kind of change that at some point. First of all, we're going to change that by never having Russell on again, um, just because <laughs> even though the audience wants him, you know, we can't, we can't have that. We, we just can't have that happen, right? I mean, come on. Um, yeah, I gotta agree. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully we can bring in uh, some more guests. You know, once the season starts as well, with um, maybe with the uh, the Superflex League as well that we can talk about. Maybe bringing in like Jack or something too. Um, but that's something I guess we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, so I've turned my air conditioner off so the sound quality is a bit better, uh, and it's ninety degrees today, Matt. <laughs> um, what, what, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we're going through our running back rankings for the upcoming season. We'll be doing top 24 uh, for a PPR league, uh, which Josh generously agreed to, even though he doesn't play PPR. Yeah, PPR is stupid. As as I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the on the podcast, but I wanted to name our podcast PPR is bullshit. But then Matt, um, you declined to doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but yeah, that's what I remember texting you about that. And I think you said like, but I like PPR. And I was like, all right, well, I guess, I guess we're rolling with that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember that, but that's definitely something I would say. Yeah. I, su- I suggested it early on, like last year, like over a year ago at this point, whenever we started talking about this. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you created your list. Cause like I said, Matt and I basically haven't talked um, other than, Hey, you know, if you want to do an episode this week, um, so I created mine in like three tiers. Um, so I don't know. Did you just do a straight list of top twenty-four, or do you have like tiers that you can least that you can kind of see in there? I have a straight list, but I can break them up into tiers. I think that that might. I mean, if you can do it quickly, you know, while we're doing this, that might be the best course of action. Because I mean, some of them like it's so hard to really differentiate. I, I do have them in order, but I have my tier in order if that makes sense to where like yeah the first guy and the the top and the bottom guy in each tier is there's a difference between there but the middle ones in my opinion aren't really that different uh, different i guess in my in my head at least yeah wait you have three tiers 
Yeah, I thought about four, but I, I really have three. I think um, that's the way that I've set this up, at least. Um, but feel free to break it up into as many tiers as, as you might want. Um, but, yeah. No, I think three's pretty solid. So, I uh, want to start at the... Yeah, I can definitely break it up into... Start at tier one, I guess? Start with the, the big guns, or... Yeah, I think that's the best way to start. Um, so, how many players do you have in your tier one? Well, I think that kind of changes on... That's up to your discretion. I have seven in mine. Um, I... Okay, I have nine. Nine? Wow, okay, okay. Um, all right, who's, who's your number one? Let's start, start at the top. I think I know, but I mean, I'm just... Uh, number one, Jonathan Taylor. I'm assuming that's yours. He's not, but like just just because of a, a caveat that I'm going to throw in. Jonathan Taylor's my number two. Um, I don't think there's a lot to discuss. Okay. Honestly, with a lot of the top guys, I don't think we need to go into depth about why we think Jonathan Taylor will be good. Um, my number one is Christian McCaffrey with the caveat of every game he plays, he's like the number one or number two or number three scorer. And... I, it's just depending on whether or not he plays. As of now, I have to assume he's going to be healthy for the for the sake of the ranking, if that makes sense. That was my thought process with it. That yeah. McCaffrey, I don't want to predict like, oh, well, he plays if he plays eight games, then he's a tier three running back, you know, because like, he's probably going to miss time. So I probably wouldn't take him first. But in terms of assuming health, I want McCaffrey number one. Um, but then I have Jonathan Taylor, too. Yeah, that makes sense. And at least my Jonathan Taylor ranking... I don't think he's going to finish as the top running back. I think he is the safest running back. So if you have the first pick, I would take him just because he's so young and he doesn't have the injury history that McCaffrey has. Not that I necessarily think he's going to be out the whole year again, but I feel like Jonathan Taylor's the safest pick. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So who do you got? But then. Two, I have CMC, and going, I actually have a stat I saw uh, from a fantasy doctor. and Like a real doctor or like a fake doctor, like a fantasy doctor? um, A real doctor who follows fantasy football. Thank you you for indulging that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So he said, based on historical data, um, CMC has a 10% chance to re-sprain the ankle and a 5% chance to re-injure the hamstring. Now, those were the two, like, big injuries that have kept him out over the past two years. He did have a shoulder injury. Um, but, like, these two are the main two. And the fact that they're not really, like, high re-injury chances bodes very well for McCaffrey, and that's why I put him at two because, he, like you said, he's a stud when he plays. Yeah, yeah I mean, I agree. That's why I have him at one. Although I didn't know about the fantasy doctor uh, percentage chances. I mean, where, what are the odds on betting on McCaffrey's injuries? Um, all right, number three, I feel like we're going to agree on number three because the top tier, I feel like, is probably decently, at least, mo- mostly the same. I have Derrick Henry at three. I have Eckler. Um, oh, okay. Never mind. We're not going to – I guess PPR maybe my, my – I know I was supposed to make PPR rankings, but I guess that could have could play, play a role here. Yeah, that might. Um, I went with Eckler just because I think that offense is up and coming. And um, he like has it in PPR, at least. He has a nice floor where he catches a ton of passes and he's involved in the red zone. Um, 
So I at least like that about him for where I feel like he's relatively safe. That's fair. Yeah, I, I just like uh, – I think Henry just comes back stronger this year and just has a, a great year and, and gets back to the form that he was in. Again, assuming health. But yet he Henry hasn't had a lot of health injuries um, prior to last year. So um, I think that just the, vol- the sheer volume he should have uh, in terms of just carries – is what I based that off of. But I, I don't disagree about Eckler obviously having a good year. He's going to be a top back. Um, so then who's your number four? Four, I have uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, similar situation with, with Henry in my books. It's just the volume is just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got Dalvin there. Okay, that's fair. I have Najee from the standpoint of he's going to get a ton of volume, like you said. Um but at least he's still younger and fresher. Um, so at least like that about him. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I like I have Najee at five. I like um, the, the offense I feel like should be better without the limp arm of Big Ben throwing the football. So in general, I think that, that Najee will benefit from that as well. I, but I, and I think really I almost wanted to make it too – like a tier one and a half, in my opinion, of like tier one being McCaffrey and Taylor, and then tier one and a half of these next few guys, because like Dalvin versus Najee versus Derrick Henry to me is all very similar. I don't, yeah, I would be thrilled to draft any of those guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I agree. And actually, there's one thing that kind of, I guess, put Najee in there, like up at four for me was, um, in terms of, like, being the RB1 overall, um, there's, like, a couple things that just, like, happen. So, the last nine players that were RB1s were 25 or younger, and the last six were drafted in the top 12 of their position. And, like, RBs don't finish RB1 back-to-back. So, that kind of put Najee up a little because he fits that criteria, which <laughs> might not even apply, but there's for some reason a trend with that. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, all right, who do you so, have? Yeah, and then, Oh, sorry. No, you're good. And then what? What, what, what are you going to say? I wouldn't say who do you have five. Who oh. do you have at five? Well, five I think that's what you were saying. Five for well. me is Najee. Uh, I was going to ask who I think. I forget where you just had Najee. I have Dalvin. You have Dalvin. Okay, yeah. So we're pretty interesting. Najee at four, Dalvin at five. Yeah, I have that just yeah. flipped. Um, all right. So, like I, you said, I felt like we would agree pretty heavily on this. All right, six. Six, Derek Henry. Yeah, so our top – well, so six, I actually – I still don't have Eckler in mind. I have uh, Aaron Jones at six just because I think Ooh. how much – how many, like, catches he's going to have. I mean, I don't – I can't predict – I feel like it's going to be a lot. I feel like that's not like a, a bold prediction in any way, shape, or form, but just like the usage rate that Aaron Jones should have in that offense. Um, I am a fan of that. So, yeah, I have him at six. Especially with Devontae not there, his usage, mm-hmm. usage and targets like really goes up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, at seven? I feel like you're not going to have this guy in your tier one. I have Nick Chubb at seven. I do not have him there. Why do you like Nick Chubb that high? Um, I just like the consistency that he's – I mean, he's just been a consistently really good running back in a run-first offense. 
so the, this again, this the volume should be there. I, mean, I know Kareem Hunt will be back, but he actually is like better with Kareem Hunt. So uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he'll just continue to be a top tier back this year. And I guess that means you're not worried about any Deshaun Watson situation. Well, it's more of the, it's, it's more of the offense is going to run the ball a lot in general. Like Stefanski wants to run the football. So I feel like even if like, regardless of whether Deshaun Watson plays or not, I, I think Chubb is going to get his carries. I think that's, yeah, that's the, fair. I think it's just the nature of the offense. I, I, I mean, if Watson plays, I think that Chubb's value goes up because the offense will be better. But, um, you know, hoping that he doesn't play, I don't think hurts Chubb's value. I mean, they were productive with – he was productive with Baker Mayfield's one arm last year. So, yeah. I think I would be a little worried if it's Jacoby Brissett. That seems to focus on the run. But still, like you said, Baker wasn't that much better. So, like, he'll still probably do fine. Who did you have at seven? At seven, I have Joe Mixon. Um, I've honestly liked him the past couple of years, but I've always been worried about the injuries. And last year, he finally kind of like proved me wrong with the injury part. Um, but getting the better O-line this year and just seeing how good that offense can be with now Chase and Higgins, um, I think that really helps him. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like Mixon. I have him actually in my tier two because, um, like I said, I, I but he's right right in my tier two. Um, I mentioned that I only have seven in my tier one. Um, I like Mixon a lot as well. I, I feel like I mean I can get, I can get to that when I get to my ranking of him. I can talk about that more, I guess. So you have two more in your tier one. You said you have nine. I actually have one more. I only have eight. One more. Okay. Who do, you, who do you have as your, your eighth spot? I have DeAndre Swift. Um, and this is a lot because of it being PPR. Um, but, like, he showed a lot of good stuff when he was healthy last year, uh, especially in the receiving game. Um, and they, they one, they have a great O-line um, and an improved offense overall with some of their weapons. So I think that can only help the offense. But also, um, I like there have been some stats I've been reading up on with him, and he's fourth in fantasy points per touch all time as a rookie. And the other running backs that have done that have all gone on to be RB1 overalls. So I think there's a lot of upside with him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like when they – towards the end of the season when they really had to score or, like, win, they gave him a ton of touches. They didn't really care about Jamal Williams. So I think Jamal Williams will start to get faded, faded out of the offense. Yeah, I agree that Williams won't won't be there. Um, I have Swift, obviously, as well in my tier two. Um, but I like him a lot this year as well. Um, I think that that – yeah, I, I don't have any, like – I don't disagree with the guys that – so the guys that we – you didn't have, you did not have Chubb in your tier one, and I didn't have um, Mixon, Swift or Mixon, Eckler or or Swift. Um, yes, in my, in my tier one, I, I don't have I don't feel like 
I, I feel like that. I don't know. I don't have any like crazy disagreement that any of the guys that you have in your tier one will be tier one. Um, the reason, I mean, I'll talk about like Eckler, for example, like looking at his touchdowns last year, he scored 20 touchdowns last year uh, compared to three, three touchdowns the year before that and 11 the year before that. So do I think that Austin Eckler is going to score 20 touchdowns again? No. Uh, to be honest, I don't think he will. So that, that's part of the reason why I, I have him drop down a tier into tier two. I feel like some some touchdown regression has to happen. Um, with yeah, that's definitely fair. And I do I agree it will regress a little bit, but I still think I think the offense will get even better. So he'll still make up for some of that loss at least. Yeah, I think he'll still have a good year. Uh, I'm, I'm not like that, that's just, that's just what prevented me from having him in tier one. Um, mm-hmm. Similarly with, with Mixon, he had 16 touchdowns last year, which is, I mean, I feel like that is repeatable actually, to be fair, to an extent. Um, but he only scored four in, I only played six games the year before that, but he hasn't had a double digit touchdown season uh, in any of, of his years um, in the league prior to last year. Um, but I guess the offense as a whole took a big step forward next year. So, or last year. So that's why I have Mixon right on my cutoff at eight. So right on the border of tier one and tier two. Um, he's my eighth right. And Eckler was ninth for me. Um, and then okay. I got rounded out. I have Swift at tenth. So like I don't. You got all the guys that you have up there. I am not like low on. Just like a little lower on, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I left off at eight. At nine, I have Aaron Jones. Um, the only thing that pushed him down a little bit was A.J. Dillon towards the end of the season getting a lot more carries. So I think, and even like in the red zone, I feel like they would use him. So that just worries me a tiny bit, which pushes him down a little. But I do agree his receiving upside will be a lot higher this season uh, without Devontae. Um, And then at 10, I actually have Saquon. Typically, like... Homer alert. Homer alert. I I guess you could say that. Um, (laughs) But it's weird because a lot of the, like, fantasy people I follow and, like, read about, they all are high on Saquon. And it just, it's the new offense where he's going to be used a lot as a receiver. And the thing is, like, in the past, we've had terrible offenses where he's been having to do it all himself. So between that, a slightly improved O-line, not saying it's amazing, but it can't be worse than last year. And second year coming back from the ACL, running backs are typically more productive. So if he stays healthy, then he can do well. But I guess the question is if he will. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, so – I have Saquon quite a bit lower. I have him in my tier three. I'll just talk about him now um, as we've talked about the player. So I have him at 16th, which isn't like super lower, right? But it is a a bit lower. Um, If you look at like the running backs in Dable's offense, who has been like a good, like Singletary at the end of last year? is what we're basing this off. I mean, I know Saquon is a much better running back than David Singletary. I'm not disputing that. But I just mean, like, who has been a productive running back in his offense? I feel like not really 
no one's been producing as a top option. That's that's why I ranked Saquon so much lower, I guess, in tier three. Okay. The way I guess I'm looking at it, which I guess is slightly different, is he goes to the, his top playmakers. So, like, for Buffalo, that was Diggs. That was – I don't even know. Like, I guess there are other receivers or whoever. Um, and Giants offense, they don't have that stud receiver. Oh, and they've never – he's never had – Kenny that... Galladay begs to differ, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he might be getting paid like one, but he has not showed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's – like, I feel like those are just, like, two – I feel like that take makes sense as well. I'm not like I could see that happening. I I like Saquon. I think he's probably going to be good value. Well, actually, I don't think he's going to be good value. I feel like he's going to be overdrafted. Um, I I feel like he'll still have a productive season, but I don't know. Like, I'm excited to see what like Wandale or Kadarius Tony does in in Dable's offense. I guess. Oh, it's it's definitely Wandale season. Just so you know. Oh, I know that you are big on, on Wandale. <laughs> All right, so that was your Saquon at 10th, right? So yeah, I had, yeah, and he's also tier two for you, right? Yes, yeah, okay. So yeah, I had Mixon, Eckler, Swift as my eight, nine, ten start of tier two. Who you got? Who you got at 11? Uh, so at 11, I feel like this one is definitely much higher than what you have, but I have Javante Williams. Um, (laughs) you know, I like him, Uh but. What I've been – so, last year, him and Melvin split 50-50. He finishes the RB17. Um, this year, I've been hearing, like, a 60-40 or even a 70-30. I think it's going to end up being, like, a 65-35 split between him and Melvin because Melvin's getting paid a lot less than he was last year. And running backs that have a early second-round draft capital, which Javante has, that's, like, the new first-round running back because running backs don't get drafted in the first round anymore. So the fact that the GM drafted him that high means they really like him, and he played well last year. So I think he will be used a lot, and he's also used in the passing game. Especially with the new offense overall, I think it helps him a lot. Yeah, okay, okay. Honestly, that was pretty convincing. Um, I like Javante Williams. I think he's a very, very good football player. In terms of fantasy value, I am less sold on Javante. I have him as at 18th um, purely because of Melvin Gordon. This I know that you say a 65-35 split. That is a lot more even of a split than the guys I have at 11th, in my opinion, or and at 12th and at 13th in Zeke, James Connor, and Kamara. And I know Pollard is creeping up on Zeke, so there's questionable about that. But I, I don't see. I, I'm looking at the volume that like James Connor and Kamara should get, and I would say Zeke. But Zeke, yeah, Pollard, Pollard is there and a little scary. I think that that is what keeps Javante from being in that tier to me, um, as well as the. I mean, like, like you saying that like if they draft the GM drafted Javante, so he must want to play him, but he also signed Melvin same GM just signed Melvin Gordon back. He did, but <laughs> they were willing to let him go in free agency. Like, and then, they didn't sign him until like the second, third wave, but they signed him to 
a much smaller deal than he was on before. I mean, that's fair, but they did sign him. Like they did. <laughs> and that definitely like it does raise concerns. Um but I think either way they were going to have a second running back be involved. Cause that's just how I guess it's Nathaniel Hackett. That's kind of how he operates because he came from Green Bay. But the fact that it is Melvin Gordon means it could be greater. And I think this is something like I haven't ranked here, but if I, if in training camp you hear different things, like it's going to be a 50 50 split, then I would move him down. All right, real quick, Matt, who had more carries last year, Javante or Melvin Gordon? I think it was Melvin, but it was very close. It's, according to Pro Football Reference, even at 203 carries apiece. Melvin Gordon had um, 15 more yards and eight more touchdowns. I mean, the touchdowns, that's kind of fluky because, I mean, either one of them could have got those on the ground. Um, Javante had more catches, so a bit 15 more catches. Um, but I, to me, I just feel like the split is going to be even again, and we're just going to be parroting the same sentence every single week. Like... Um, <laughs> I guess even if it is even, the offense as a whole should be better. So, I, I like I said, you were pretty convincing, but I, I'm going to stick with my spot at 18th for now. Um, I think it, it's a very iffy situation, um, but I think the upside is there if he is that running back, which is why I like him. But I like I can definitely see how it can be a very bad situation pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how, like, Russell Wilson runs in that offense because Wilson wants to go deep. I mean, he has a, he throws the long ball very well versus, like, Hackett, you know, use, utilizing, like, Aaron Jones short and all that stuff in the Packers offense before, you know, maybe, like, if like, you see what I mean, like, Wilson checking down to Javante could be very, very good for Javante or it could be more of a, a, a vertical passing game with like Cortland Sutton and, and potentially KJ Hamler, who I kind of like as a sleeper and not, um, we're, we'll talk about that now, but um. yeah. Well, I think that offense as a whole is going to be really exciting. So I'm, I kind of want a lot of pieces in that offense. Um, but that could also be bad if it is more of a passing offense. So it like, it'll be very interesting, but like you said, it being better overall and having Russ should at least help their touchdown totals, which could help Javante. Yeah, yeah. So as I, I repeated again, like you were, you were pretty convincing there. Um, <laughs> so that was your eleven, right? Was was Javante? Yeah. So I gave you mine as part of the discussion with Zeke, James, Connor, and Camara as my eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that ranking there. That that rounds out my tier two as well. That's, that's my entire tier two. Okay. Um, I think Zeke is a little high in my opinion I'm I guess more worried about Pollard um being used as much like he was last year um so I think Zeke is a little high but um I don't mind the James Conner thing I think touchdown regression will happen kind of like um we said with Eckler uh but like when he was the RB1 in that offense he was a stud so like I can see him doing very well um, and then with Kamara, I love him. There is a potential suspension. So that's the only reason why I haven't said him yet, mm. because if he gets a six game suspension, 
draft or whatever happened after the Pro Bowl, then that would just like push him down at least for me. But if yeah. there's no suspension, I think I would honestly put him where you have him or a little higher. Yeah, I kind of struggled with where to put him because, like, I mean, he's Alvin Kamara. He's um, he's a beast. But, like, that, what is that offense going to be? They've got so many. they got Olave coming in. Like, Michael Thomas might be back, or maybe he won't be back because we have no idea if he's ever going to play football again. Um, so, yeah, I, I threw him at 13th. With Connor, I was torn because, like, there's just no way he scores touchdowns at that rate again. But also, like, Chase Edmonds yeah. is not. So the backup is Daryl Williams, who was good. Um, for the Chiefs last year, but I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just still his backfield. Um, so I, I mean, if he scored a touchdown at the clip that he scored in last year, he'd be a tier one for sure. That's why. I, so I, I dropped him a bit, but then the Edmonds leaving kind of bumped him back up in my my eyes. Yeah. No. He he like is very tough for me because I want to love him, but. I just have a weird feeling that he like something's going to happen and he isn't going to be as good as we think. And I don't know what it is, but yeah, I wonder, I don't know if you've done any mock drafts or anything, but do you, do you know what his ADP is right now? I mean, if anyone's actually drafting this early, um, <laughs> there are, I actually found, um, it's, I think it's the site's called four for four, but, um, you can look at underdog fantasy football ADP. And that underdog is um, a best ball draft. So you have just like one team for the whole season. Mm-hmm. But because you put money in for those and people do them all the time, you actually get like a pretty good ADP. Hmm. So where is he? James Connors being drafted at 32.5, which is behind Nick Chubb and just in front of Kamara. So just in front of Kamara, look what I have. Nice. Um, but And behind Nick Chubb, but significantly behind Nick Chubb for, in my ranking. Um, <laughs> interesting. I'll have to look, look at those a bit more. Um, but that's half-point PPR. But, like, honestly, what I've found is stuff like that has been the most helpful for preparing for drafts. Because, like, if I just hop on an ESPN mock draft, like, half those people might not even know anything. No, so half I'd rather quarterbacks go in with, like, the second round. Yeah. So I'd rather go with, like, one that actually people are using for a competition. So. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. When in doubt, that's it's a good ADP to use. A little plug for that website there. Hopefully we get the sponsorship soon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who do you have at uh, 12 and 13 after Javante? Okay. Well, so my tier two goes to 15. Okay. Um, at 12, I have Nick Chubb. Like we said before. Um, So I don't think we need to talk too much about him. Um, At 13, I have Leonard Fournette. Um, I I do like... I do like Rashad White. um, But that is more of like... I think Leonard Fournette will get hurt towards the end of the season. Where he can be a league winner. Um, But if Leonard Fournette is there and healthy... Brady trusts him. I think he'll do really well. Um, I'm a little concerned about him coming into minicamp at 260 and the coaches being upset with that. Yeah, so it's minicamp. He can lose weight. I'm not that is, worried about it. If he doesn't lose weight, that's what would concern me. But it's 
just something to monitor. Um, but I do like him a lot. And like last year, he was used like a workhorse. So he really went off. Um, and then at 14-15, I have Kamara and then James Conner. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, our big differences in Tier 2 would be the front end of mine being, like, the end of your Tier 1, which is, like, basically the same thing. Um, yeah. The Neckler and Swift. And then you have Saquon, Fournette, and Javante Williams in your Tier 2, while I do not – and I have Zeke in mine, and you do not have Zeke in your Tier 2, it doesn't sound like. Yeah, I don't. Interesting. Interesting. So I have, uh, just to continue with talking about players as, as they come up, I have Leonard Fournette at 17, right between Saquon and Javante, um, simply because I am a Rashad White stan. Um, I I don't think he's going to necessarily be like super, necessi- like super fantasy startable, obviously, because Fournette, for, certainly for the beginning of the season, will be getting... I mean, assuming he loses weight, will be getting most of the touches. But I feel like Rashad White will eat into that workload. Um, but maybe that's just like completely, completely crazy. I don't know. I just, I, I just think Rashad White is kind of a beast. He is, and I think all it's really going to take is Brady to trust him with pass protection. Once that happens, and he starts to get on the field, then I think he'll really show his ability and start to eat into the workload. Mm-hmm. So I see that happening around midway through the season. That's kind of my guess. And then Fournette will get hurt at some point. And then Rashad White takes over. Yeah. I mean, I try to stay away from like predict, predicting injuries. Cause right. I mean, obviously I had uh, McCaffrey at one, but yeah, I mean, I think White would take over for sure. If, if an injury occurred, I think White would take over and be a very top top back in my, like, very startable. Obviously, starting running back on a what should be a great offense you'll want in your lineup. So, yeah, I feel like White would be the next man up. Um, he was a third-round pick, right? Yeah, third-round pick. Um, that's solid. That's solid. That's respect yeah. for Rashad. Uh, all right, so... so- yeah, that was where did you stop before? So I was at um, thirteen. Alvin Kamara was the end of okay. tier two. And so let's hear the beginning of your tier three. Okay, I don't think you're gonna. Well, you're not gonna disagree. I feel like you guys have to be in your tier three. But um, my fourteen and fifteen are David Montgomery and Antonio Gibson. Um, I was torn on what to do with those guys because, like, they both... I mean, when uh, Montgomery was healthy, he produced well last year, and so did Gibson um, in his games as well. And I feel like I just ex- would expect them to be, like, solid solid RB2, um, a, a high-end RB2 for for my team. Um, I don't think that like the off either teams like offense got like noticeably better this off season, so I didn't want to bring them forward. But um, because like the the Bears hired Eberflus, right? The the Colts defensive coach, and then yeah. Washington got Wentz. So I I, I didn't want to jump them up, but I didn't want to drop them either because they were productive in bad offenses before. 
Um, so that's why I have Montgomery and Gibson as my 14-15. And that leads right into Saquon, Leonard, and Javante as my 16 through 18. So now I'm way ahead of you in my numbers given. Um, what do you think about Montgomery and Gibson? I like Montgomery. Um, I think that's fair. And so I had those other guys ahead of him just because I think they offer a little bit more upside. I think Montgomery with that offense, he will get most of the touches, but it's not a particularly exciting offense. And it's not like the offensive line is great. Um, so that's only why he's a little bit lower, but he's my number 17. So like, he's just at the beginning of tier three, kind of like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still like him a lot. Um, and then in terms of Gibson, if they didn't draft Brian Robinson, I would like him in this spot. Um, but I heard they're going to go with like a Jonathan Stewart. Uh, I don't know who the other part of that backfield was. The Angela Williams, maybe? Yeah, it was Angela Williams. Uh, I heard they're going to go with a split like that where it sounds like Brian Robinson might start taking, you know, goal line or short yardage work. And that just worries me a tiny bit because they have him and they re-signed J.D. McKissick. So I don't – I wouldn't love three running backs in that backfield. But I think Gibson's talented, and if he wasn't injured last year, he'd do really well. So – I'm like conflicted, which is why I have him a little bit lower. But if there was, there's a chance there could be no Brian Robinson, and he could be really good. Uh, where did you have Gibson? I or do you not have him in your? Uh, I have him at twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm in the sake of you know full disclosure, here. Did not know that Washington drafted Brian Robinson. Um, so. But, but first, I thought you said – I thought you were talking about the Texas guy, but he's not in the draft yet. Um, so, yeah, that would be worrisome. I, I still don't mind having Gibson that high just because of the val- – I mean, he's a good running back, so therefore I think you should take – I mean, we both have him in Tier 3 still. But, yeah, that's definitely something to be worried about with, with Brian Robinson. And the other thing is I always like to bet on young running backs. That's well, like Gibson is like this is like his third year in the league. Yeah, so like that's why I'm still not completely out on him, and I don't mind him a ton just because he is still very young. His nickname but, on, on Pro Football Reference is Gibby. Ever heard any announcer ever call him Gibby? I don't think no, I, and they never should. No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so okay. I forget what number we left off for you. So I left off at 15. Um, so starting tier three, I have Travis Etienne. Um, and this is mostly because, one, he's young and, like, the only pretty much running back in that offense. You have James Robinson, who towards Achilles – and those running backs never recover well. Um, so he's like he's pretty much the guy there at running back for the time being, and honestly for most of the season he will be. And now adding Doug Peterson, I think he'll catch a lot of passes and be used very nicely in that offense. Um, so I think they will be down, but they'll use him in a variety of ways that I think he could do pretty well, and um, he could be a pretty solid RB too. So I have him and then Dave Montgomery at 17, which we talked about before. 
Wait, I thought you had ETN at um at fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, ETN down at 23 um i like him i thought i was putting him high at 23 um so i'm glad to see that you haven't been higher um for basically the same reasons i i would consider 23 being pretty high on him but maybe that i guess it's a little low um just thinking about yeah the same same things that you said james robinson will miss time most likely um unless he just pulls the cam makers and even if he doesn't miss time he will um maybe not be at his full strength. Um, I mean, towards Aquila's week 16, so... it's this, the, the, hope, the article I see is that they're hoping he'll be back week one, and maybe he will, but I don't know. I don't I don't buy that he'll be back week one. And he, like I said, um, yeah, I don't think he'll be productive if he is on the field in that week. Yeah, I agree. Whatever him being back will not mean he's football ready. Right, right. And do you have the underdog ADP up? Uh, I do not. I did, and I tried to refresh it. Oh, now it's back up. Um, <laughs> I think I saw ETN before um, is at 34.5, which is just below Alvin Kamara and above Zeke, Priest Hall. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, above Zeke. That's crazy. That's so cool. That's, that's, that's crazy to me. Um I have it up now. Um, I mean, I like ETN, but still, wow. That surprises me. He's being drafted pretty highly. Yeah. So I guess I'm not very high on him, but having my, my RB23. I thought I was like, yeah, you know, ETN, that's a good pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> for a guy who didn't play football last year <laughs> due to an injury, I don't know. That is, I mean, yeah. And I, being on that offense. <laughs> Okay, so that was your uh, 16, and then Montgomery 17. Mm-hmm. And so then my, my 16 and 17 was Saquon and Fournette, and then 18 for me was Javante. Who do you have at 18? 18. Um, this might be surprising to you, but I feel like you have him next. Uh, it's Brees Hall <laughs> for the Jets. Um, so I don't buy into anything with Michael Carter. Um, Brees <laughs> Hall, I think he's – a young stuff like I've heard just talent wise, people compare him to Jonathan Taylor. They know he's not as good as him, but like since Jonathan Taylor, he's the best running back that's come out. And the Jets drafted him early second round, which, like I said before, is kind of like a first round ADP at this point for running backs. So I think he's going to be used like a workhorse, and he's so talented that like he can do really well in that. Um, new offense for the Jets. I'm going to get so much hate from a certain select group of people. I don't have Brees Hall in my top uh, in my top 24. I have him in my honorable mentions. Don't worry, uh, he's he, he cracked the honorable mention list. But I, I'm just so skeptical of the workload that he might get. We just, we just don't know what it's going to be. I mean, you're saying he's going to be like the workhorse, which he could be, but I am, I guess, much higher on Michael Carter than, than most people. And apparently um, I will be getting steals of Michael Carter draft shares. At least I'll be thinking they're steals um, <laughs> because looking at Brees Hall's ADP on this of 43, 
which is ahead of guys like Deontay Johnson, really? I guess, I don't know. That's surprising. Um, I, I'm not saying, like, the value isn't there. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't, like, draft him early because the upside of how good he could be is obviously there. Um, but in terms of right now, like, where I think he might end up, I'm not sure that he'll end up in the top 24. I think he won't start off the season. Like, he'll start off kind of slow. But I think as it goes on, he'll, like, really pick it up. And my – I don't know if this is a bold prediction, but I think he'll be, like, the league winner this year as in a top oh. five oh. running back oh. in a fantasy playoff. Writing this down. Hang on. Top five running back in fantasy play. I don't even know how you quantify that. Just, like, points scored in the playoffs? I'm points, absolutely yeah, keeping points track scored of or points per game um, from week 15 on. I guess, what are typical playoffs? For me, they're 15 to 17. Yeah, last three weeks before the last week. So, yeah, in that time span, I'm predicting a top five RB for him. Okay. I'm just jotting that down. First bowl prediction of the season. Would you like me to tell you their schedule for those weeks? Because um, I'm Yeah, maybe. I guess you seem pretty confident in that now that you bring that up. <laughs> So, you're right, just scrolling through it. They play the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. Three top defenses. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, is, that is a nice-looking schedule. Um, okay, okay. I, 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 that may be less bold than to say top five. Um, no, I, I'm still... Calling that in July would be a bold prediction still, regardless of who they're I playing. I mean, I can go top three. No, no, top five is fine. Fine. We'll give you some leeway. Um, okay, so we're both through our top 18. Um, yep. So, who do you got at 19? Last, 19. We're in our last six each here. This is interesting, at least for me. Um, I am a little conflicted because of the Achilles and how he did in the playoffs, but the fact that the Rams kind of gave him all the touches and just did nothing for Daryl Henderson was pretty telling. So I feel like he'll still get a lot of the touches, and it's a high-scoring offense. Um, so that's kind of why it happened here. Yeah, I kind of struggled with what to do with him. And honestly, with these last six, I mean, some of them are kind of tough. Um, I guess I've already mentioned that I ETN at 23, but they last, they last five for me. Um, I have Akers at 21. Um I, I kind of just for exactly what you've talked about, like um, the injury scares me still, but he did play a lot, but who knows what will happen after that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. 20. I feel like 19, you have 19, I have 21. That's pretty much no difference to me. Um, yeah. So I have a 19, uh, Elijah Mitchell, which scares me to put him there because <laughs> just like, what is that backfield going to actually be? Is Trey Lance going to steal touchdowns? Is, are they even going to trade Garoppolo, which they said that they gave him permission to like, pursue a trade today. So hopefully they do trade him. But like, it scares me to death to put Elijah Mitchell or any 49ers running back in there. But this is just me saying that I think he'll be at least the guy most weeks until he gets in trouble with Shanahan or something. And he decides to play Trey Sermon for some reason. Um, or, or Tyrion Davis-Price or whoever they turn to. Jordan now. Mason. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, sure, Jordan Mason. Um, 
Is that who you do you have him at twenty at nineteen or at twenty? Um no. <laughs> I have so I Mitchell um for the same reasons you do. Like when I think to start the season he'll be the guy. Will that change? It's very possible, so I just don't know. Yeah. But if he's the starter, he's gonna be really good. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, twenty. Who you got at twenty? Twenty, I have Zeke. That hurts. Mostly because because of the um, Tony Pollard concerns. Yeah, yeah, we've I we've I don't need to say why I have him higher anymore. I've already kind of talked about that, but okay. I was trying to I was hoping we'd have like somebody the same, but I'm starting to think we won't at this point. Um, so I already said that Acres at twenty one for me, and you have who at twenty one? Gibson at twenty one. Gibson at twenty one. Okay. Nothing new to say about Gibson, I assume. Um, you kind of talked about your Brian Robinson piece, which kind of scared me, not going to lie. So uh, I respect that, that decision. Um, 22, you said you had Mitchell. Yep. So 22, I have Damian Harris. Um, oh. I feel like he's kind of being slept on, although when I look at these um, – yeah, I'm looking at these underdog rankings, and for, truthfully, for the first time live, but I don't see him in the top like 100. Am I correct? No, there he is. Uh, nine, ADP of 90, um, which I don't know. It doesn't rank it by like what position, unfortunately, does it? Like RB, whatever. But um, you can have it display certain positions, but I haven't figured out how to like completely filter it well right now here's a sentence i'm going to say to you he's being drafted below clyde edwards elair which to me is a little disrespectful um but i i like i feel like that offense is still going to be run first and the offense was surprisingly okay last year um and like i'm not scared of james white coming back i'm not that scared of ramondre because even when ramondre was there damian harris was still playing uh, and playing well, so I, I still like him as a as a RB a low RB two. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I mean, I have a number twenty two. He's being drafted as RB twenty nine. Yeah, to me that's a, that's a bit low. Were you just doing the counting there? I was trying to do that live, but I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I'm a little worried about Ramondre. That's kind of why I don't have him as high. Um. But if I like, if they didn't have Ramondre, I would have him up higher, and I could see him being like up in the spot, especially with Mac Jones there. They they like to run it. Yeah, Ramondre being drafted as RB thirty five, I see, um, which is pretty close. Basically, anticipating a pretty even split in a not super productive offense, um, based off of the draft positions here. Um, okay, so who do you? That was my 22. You have Mitchell at 22. I have Etienne at 23. We already talked about him. Who do you have at 23? 23. I have J.K. Dobbins. Um, I don't like him to start the season, and I don't like running backs coming off ACL injuries. But I feel like at 23, he's – I don't know if he's a value, but, like, I feel like that's around where he should go. Um, once he gets back, like the Ravens have indicated they wanted to run more, and especially with trading Hollywood. So, like, 
I think once he's back to full health, he could do pretty well in that offense. But I'm just I am a little worried about the ACL or coming off the ACL. Yeah, I guess we skipped um, my. I have Dobbins at twenty, so I actually have him higher than you. Um, I have okay. nothing new to add. I guess we skipped over that, but yeah. So I agree. The which is everything with everything that you said. <laughs> so um, that's my twenty. as your twenty three. So here, here it is, Matt. Here's the one chance for us to align on one, one single player. I don't think it's going to happen. Twenty four. What you said, I I know it's not going to be right. I don't know. I don't know. If that's fair. Maybe it could be. All right, on twenty. We're going to say our player on three. All right, we have a twenty four. Okay. One, two, three. Josh Jacobs. Five. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> If it helps, Jacob's my honorable mention at 25. Uh, it does help. Why are you so high on Cl- – I don't even have Clyde in my honorable mentions. I have Ronald Jones in my honorable mentions. I do not have Clyde. Do you want to get, hear my reasoning? Yeah, I want to hear it. I, I, I want to hear it. So pretty much, um, like last year it was Daryl Williams, Clyde, and – Jerick McKinnon. Now, Darrell Williams is gone. He was mostly the pass catcher there, so the pass catching role is at least open for them. And Clyde was hurt throughout the year. Before the season, um, he actually had surgery, so he wasn't even able to, like, start training or anything for the season until their minicamp. So he was a couple weeks delayed. Like, he was light compared to what he normally is. Um, so he wasn't even going to last year healthy. This year, he'll be going in fully healthy. They still believe in him because they had the RB1 capital, and he'll get the first chance at um, being their running back. So I think he'll be, to start the season, he'll get the majority of the carries. And if he proves he can handle that, then it's his to work with. So I think he'll get the first crack at it, which is very enticing. And um, he'll get that passing role which in that Mahomes offense and the explosive offense, that'll be really nice. So I think, you know, there's a lot of upside for him. And at this point, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for someone who's like safe and doesn't have that upside. I could see Clyde going into like not RB1, but high RB2 range, which is kind of what I'd be shooting for here. (sighs) You forgot to mention just one caveat there is that Clyde Edwards Elaire well okay I, I'm definitely biased because I've drafted him multiple years both both his years now um, he's bad I feel like you didn't mention that part in your analysis that somehow he's not a good football player um, I don't know if you want to retroactively change your analysis now that, you, now that you, this new information is, has come to light but I just want to say Ronald Jones is a bad football player he cannot catch the ball. <laughs> well, so someone has to go for them, and it's Clyde. Well, no, you know who has to catch the ball is Isaiah Pacheco. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to be catching the ball. But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about putting Clyde in my honorable mentions. I looked at the depth chart, and I was thinking, I, I don't think Ronald. Jo- I mean, I don't know. Ronald Jones, like, yeah, he's not good. Um, but I feel like he'll actually have a better. Um, He'll start. Maybe that's a bold prediction I could put right now that he'll he'll have a better fantasy season than Clyde. I don't know. I just like I, I 
drafted I was so high on Clyde his rookie year drafted him in the first round back when he was like a late first round pick I think and eh, he was okay and then last year I was like no I won't draft Clyde again and then he fell to me and I'm like oh well this is just too good of value is the Chiefs running back surely Daryl Williams won't eat into his carries after week five or whatever um and then and then that did happen and Clyde was bad he was I mean he was hurt to be fair but I don't know. See, our difference is I also drafted him as rookie year in the first round. Last year, he did fall to me at the end of the second in my home league. But I was like, I can't do that. I'm taking Justin Jefferson. So I didn't get burned by him last year. And with him being drafted at the 2-3 turn and then now dropping down sliding like the seventh round or whatever, I feel like his upside is still there just like it always was. It's just now he's being drafted much later. Yeah, I don't know. I've been drafted as RB. Being drafted ahead of Damian Harris, that hurts. And and Kareem Hunt, really? And Devin Singletary, really? That is... Who's another one of my um, honorable mentions? So my, I want to really quickly talk about um, Josh Jacobs. I feel like he's, like, disrespected by me as, as well, um, considering I, like, didn't think he was very good last year, even though he's on my team. And he finished, like... I thought he finished higher than this. This says RB16, but I think that's actually incorrect. I feel like he was actually higher than RB16 last year. Um, I need to fact check. I actually have it up. All right. What do you, what do you finish as? <laughs> RB12 and PPR. Yeah. So, okay. I, was, I knew it was higher than that. So, like, that's, like, low-end RB1, right? RB12 is technically in a 12-team league, theoretically, assuming distribution is even, like, an RB1. Um, not not nearly the high the high tier guys at all, but like still like, I feel like Jacobs was like at least in my head I thought he like he had like a bad year last year he wasn't very productive but he was still like really good, um, still a starter in your lineup so I feel like even having him at twenty four when, um, I guess yeah they added Devonte Adams, they also added Josh McDaniels who likes to run the football as their head coach, um, and. The new running back room addition is like Zamir White, who's going to be behind Kenyon Drake for the RB two role, even. So I don't know. I feel like Jacobs is still going to be a productive back. This underdog has him going. I was looking earlier as RB twenty two, which is about where I have him ranked. But I'm actually surprised he's not going higher, like above, like I don't know, say hypothetically, Brees Hall, for example. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think everything you said was like kind of where I'm at I don't know why he's going here but he is and like the only hesitation I have is I know New England has historically done a running back by committee and they declined his fifth year option so I don't know if that means they want to use Kenyon Drake with him or the new addition Samir White so like I'm a little conflicted, but the offense should be better. Yeah. So that's why I put in my honorable mentions of like, I have no clue what the situation is going to be. But yeah. I think he'll still lead them in carries. The offense should be better. And with them declining the option, they're probably just going to run him into the ground because they, and then, and then, you know, then he's going to be out of the league in like another year after that. But maybe they'll just give him the ball a ton. Who knows? Um... <laughs> okay. So honorable mentions. I have six um basically rounding out a lot of the starters in the league 
to be honest. But well, do you have? I don't know if you have a lot of them, but I really just had Josh Jacobs. Okay. I will quickly run through mine um, of guys that I could see cracking tier three with relative ease. Um, Miles Sanders, assuming he gets touches actually this year, and I mean touchdowns. Well, both touches and touchdowns. <laughs> um, but and I want to say health as well, but I, I just I already I did rank McCaffrey number one, so I kind of can't talk about health issues. But Miles Sanders, I mean, having him last year, the dude leaves at halftime of every game. Um, <laughs> it, it is just pain. It's just painful watching Boston Scott get three second half touchdowns while Miles Sanders sits with like a bruised thumb. Um, <laughs> uh, Brees Hall talked about him. Ronald Jones talked about him. These are in no order. Um, Kareem Hunt. I think you could actually really be. I'm surprised you, you didn't have him in your top 24 at all, actually, um, Matt. Without honestly, that's fair. He he could ease. I think he could easily be um, in there. So yeah, I guess you can add him as an honorable mention for me. <laughs> okay, good, good choice. Um, <laughs> uh, Devin Singletary. I always didn't know what to do with the Bills' backfield um, with Singletary and Cook being scary, but. I still like Singletary. I talked about him before after the on one of the previous episodes that I, I'm not as low on him as most people might be. And then the big sleeper, um, Damian Pierce, Chiefs or uh, Texans number one back, calling it now, um, having a great great rookie season. <laughs> I like that. If he wins it from week one, then he will definitely be up there. He's got to beat out um, one-legged Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. Need I say more about Rex Burkhead? I don't, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the only backfields that I didn't even mention, even, even in my honorable mentions, are Seahawks with Ken Walker, which I'm surprised, again, that you don't have him up there because I thought you were pretty high on, on Ken Walker. I am, and honestly, I was just looking at it and thinking, well, I think if – I don't know if this would be another bold – prediction but i think he can be another league winner too kind of like rashad penny where at the end of the season at the end of the season he's going to go off and win you a league yeah 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 uh i'm just dropping it down don't worry um yeah i guess that's that's why i stayed away from walker um was with penny and that the offense should be bad in my opinion um that penny is still there um we also both are not buyers of the Cordero Patterson train, apparently. I hate him this year. <laughs> you hate him. He's being drafted as um, RB36, ahead of Melvin Gordon, ahead of Ronald Jones. I mean, that's not that big of a – ahead of Damian Pierce, that's disrespectful. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I – I mean, I didn't like any of that either, especially with like Algier and Damian Williams um, being there. Like, I don't know, just keep me away from that backfield, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't mind Algier as like, I guess, a late round dart throw, but Cordell Patterson's not going to be a running back this year. And you have another year of Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London. So I don't know what his role is going to be. He could still be a utility guy, but I think the volume will go down a lot. So I don't really like him. Yeah, I don't love him. I don't love um, the 
Dolphins backfield of Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sonny Michelle, and Miles Gaskin. That seems like a fantasy disaster. Um, I actually don't mind Chase Edmonds. And the reason why is because if you look at the money, so they drafted some no-name guy. Um, They signed Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and uh, Sony Michelle. But um, Chase Edmonds is making a lot more money. I think he's making like $6 million a year, where everyone else is making a lot less. So I think the money could be very telling with their backfield. So if anyone, I'd prefer Edmonds, but there's a very real chance it could just be a running back by committee, and the pick doesn't help you at all. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know that it's the three games Mostert is going to play is going to. I want him for those weeks, <laughs> and then after that, I mean, I don't even know. Like Miles Gaskin is by no means like a fantastic running back, but like bringing in like all these guys, like I don't know. That's just so confusing as to what they might what might happen there. Um, the last person that I want, or last like we didn't talk, handcuff wise, we obviously didn't go into any of that. Um, I feel like I just had it up and then the site refreshed. Um, Naheem Hines, kind of, I feel like, is kind of being like a little disrespected by his ADP here. Um, being drafted as RB45 um, along the lines of like guys like Algier, who's 47, and Michael Carter, who I should also think should be higher. But um, I feel like that is a little crazy to me. I feel like Hines has a lot, a decent amount of value in a Matt Ryan checkdown offense that produced Coriel Patterson last year. I know that Taylor is still going to dominate, don't get me wrong, but I'm a little surprised that Nikki Hines is being drafted that low. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting. Last year they said, you know, Naheem Hines is amazing, and, like, we heard so much about him, and then nothing happened. But it sounds like this year they're actually going to try and get him the ball. Um, so, like, I do think he'll be a great weapon. And, like you said, Matt Ryan should check down to him. So he should honestly be a value there and yeah. should outperform that ADP. Yeah, I think that's kind of crazy to, to predict him being um, RB45. This is PPR on Underdog, I think. Or is this just half ADP? Point. Half PPR. Okay, yeah. That's that's a bit uh, crazy to me. Um, Actually, I do want to get your thoughts on AJ Dillon. Um, going just after Elijah Mitchell and before Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Um, if you, to be honest, so like, yeah, like I said, we didn't get into handcuffs a lot here. Dylan, I think is more than, is more than Dylan is like, in my opinion, the tier with like Pollard is not really a handcuff more as like the one B in the backfield. Um, if you, if I didn't know about Brian Robinson, I would have said that's just insane that, Gibson's being drafted as, as RB25. So if you'd asked me this at the beginning of the draft and asked me why I had Gibson at 15 and they have the ADP of him at 25, my guess is that's based off of fear of Brian Robinson. Um, or maybe they ex- ex- anticipate the Dylan breakout season happening this year. I like AJ Dylan. Um, I feel like I thought, I don't think Dylan's ADP of 24 is bad. It's more that I think Gibson's is low, I guess is what I would say. 
Okay. I don't hate Jordan at that point. I have nothing. I, I wouldn't. To me, he's a guy like that we could talk about on the same level as Naheem Hines in terms of he can just be a very productive um, second option um, in a good offense, in what could be a good offense. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the big thing is last year, towards in the season, they ran him a lot. And I think that's what they might do this year. So I do really like him. And. It's not necessarily – I think he has good standalone value, but his upside is so high if Jones were to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you want to predict him being a, a league-winning running back as well? You want, you, want, you want to just predict the whole top five of the playoffs? Um, you've, you've got Brees Hall and Ken Walker um, and A.J. Dillon, all three of them. Those are the top three in the fantasy football playoffs. Book it. You, you heard it here just, throw in, just throw in Saquon and Javante Williams. And, uh, and Clyde is the sixth. <laughs> all right well we're at like just over an hour which is like kind of uh perfect so i think that's a good place to stop we talked about every running back basically in the league so um i don't have many more to discuss i don't think i don't know if you have any anything else to add no i think we covered them all cool all right well uh thanks everyone for listening um remember to like and subscribe and, and look forward to oh, yeah. our wide receiver rankings in the coming future. Yeah, at some point before the season starts, at some point. Maybe not, um, you know, this was like, what, like eight weeks or something, like seven weeks after our last episode we did this one? Probably sooner than seven weeks from now we'll have another yeah. episode, I would say. <laughs> All right. See you, Matt. See you, Jeff.